0: The proposed partial privatisation of South African airways remains a hot topic and the announcement that the Takatsu consortium will take up a 51% stake in the airline received mixed reaction. Gidon Novik joins me now. He is the CEO designate of the new SAA. He is someone with tremendous experience in the South African aviation industry. He was the CEO of Comair. He started Kalula.com and he is also in charge of South Africa's latest airline, Lyft. Gidon, thank you so much for joining me. Um, you've had a long career in aviation. Did you ever think you will be at the helm of the SAA?
1: Well, um, I had a 10-year break, so I had some sanity in my life. But it seems like that's about to come to an end. Um, and yeah, Rake, this is a very exciting chapter. I mean, this is really something completely, um, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for the country. Um, it's certainly stretching my comfort zone. Uh, I'm learning about politics, and um, I think we can do good things.
0: Yeah, I think politics is an important skill to have. Uh, but uh, tell us about how, how did this deal come about? Who, when did the party start to talk, and when did your phone ring? Yeah, so
1: I, I met Tepo, um early in the year. We actually were introduced uh, by somebody who, who knew that we both obviously had an interest in aviation, and we had some interesting discussions and then discovered that we were both interested in SAA. Um, so we combined our forces, and uh, fortunately had a good mix of skills. You know, we've got uh, some good experience and some good, um, <clears throat> uh, an uh, excellent team in terms of running airlines, and um, and Harith obviously have immense um, skill in terms of raising capital, um, managing long term investments, and um, we struck up a really good relationship.
0: But why the SAA because I think there has been a lot of brand damage um, so do, do you think the SAA proposes the best opportunity to launch a new airline in the country
1: I think so i mean it's uh, you know firstly it's a, it's a brand that's had an eighty seven year history in this country i mean it's part of the fabric of the country um, and actually had many decades of you know really you know, good performance and uh, and was a brand that people actually, you know, loved at a point in time. It was a, you know, a, it had a, a extensive network around the world. It was very strong in Africa. It had a very strong loyalty program in Voyager, which was probably the strongest loyalty program in the country. It had some excellent people. And, uh, and a brilliant safety record. So, you know, a lot of good things. I think what we remember, because it's the recent history, is, you know, a lot of the bad stuff. And there was a lot of bad stuff. And people rightfully lost trust in the brand. And our job is to win back that trust and get South Africans to support their national carrier, much like they support their national sporting teams.
0: Uh, that, that will be a challenge. But can you maybe... Paint a picture for us. Exactly how do you think the new SAA will look and and, uh, what should uh, South Africans expect?
1: Well, I think they should expect something that they will be proud of. That's our objective. I think they should expect something that's efficient and sustainable. This is a business that is going to be run by by private private individuals uh, who are commercially run, uh, commercially driven. So something that's sustainable, something that doesn't come back to the government to ask for, for money because that, that is not going to happen uh, and that's been made very clear and that's part of this deal. So it's got to be something that works as a business and it's got to be something that works for South Africans in terms of a flag carrier that um, you know that, that delivers uniquely South African service and connects South Africa to the world.
0: Let's talk about the politics and the money, because there has been some negative reports about the the announcement um, and concerns that, uh, you know, the responsibility for funding this will move from taxpayers to the... Uh, Government Employee Pension Fund um, members um, via the link of the PIC with one of the consortium partners. Um, Number one, were you surprised at the negativity towards that part of the deal that we were concerns that the the buck was just passed from taxpayers to pensioners?
1: Well, you know, in truth, the the response overall has been pretty overwhelming, Um, mostly positive, as you know. And uh, I actually find it quite motivating that people care so much about South African Airways. Um, and, you know, there's good debates going on and people must ask all the questions that are being asked. I think it's it's become part of the fabric of South Africa to be a little bit suspicious and ask the questions, um, get the answers. Um, in terms of funding, you know, from my experience, good business models get funded. Good businesses get funded. Uh, and there's plenty of capital available, as you know, around the world and in South Africa as well. There's excess liquidity. There's investors looking for good opportunities, whether they pension funds or banks or private investors or institutions. Uh, so I, I, I worry very little about the funding. The funding will be there. Um, Harith have got incredible experience in terms of raising capital and managing capital. Um, it's our job is to build a robust business plan that um, that you know that, that makes it worthwhile investing in this uh, in this new project.
0: I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are concerned about what happened in the past where government just kept on writing checks and uh, because it was uh, not managed efficiently. Uh, Where in the negotiation process are you uh, regarding the sale of of the the stake to um, the consortium? Um, and, And when will we be able to see the fine print and potentially the involvement of government in the newly relaunched airline?
1: Yeah. I mean, the negotiations done. I mean, that's, uh, that's how we got to an MOU. Um, we pretty confident that, there, that that there won't be any major issues in the due diligence. We've already done a lot of, a lot of the work, but we still need to go through that process. Um, the, the, the deal's done. Uh, the principles are there. Um, we're going to own 51%. Government will own 49. Uh, that's, you know, that's one of the main issues. The second major issue is that government won't be funding SIA in the future. And, uh, And those things have been made very clear. There's uh, there's lots more detail which we'll we'll share over time. Um, We've got to have a good look at the subsidiary companies as well. As you know, SAA is a group, um, including a number of subsidiaries. Part of our due diligence is understanding what's going on in those subsidiaries and where they fit into the future of SAA. Mm -hmm. So a lot of work to be done.
0: So if uh, in 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 theory, at least, um, you know, the new SAA runs into financial problems, there will not be a bailout from government. Has that been signed and sealed?
1: <laughs> That's been made abundantly clear to us uh, and is uh, making us even more fired up to have a robust business plan. And most importantly, Rick, uh, an agile business model. And we, you know, we kind of use this word a lot, but it's so important in the travel industry and in the aviation industry to have a model that is flexible um, and can adjust to demand as it as it as it changes. And, and we've seen massive changes in demand. We're going through a third wave of COVID now, which is impacting air travel in a big way. So we have to be very flexible, very agile. And I think with that approach, we, you know, we really will limit the risk profile of the business um, and make it a fundamentally different model to a traditional airline model.
0: Will you ta- also take ownership of SAA Technical and Mango?
1: Well, yes, those are, those are subsidiaries. And, and as part of our due diligence, diligence we're going to take a good look at what's going on there and how they fit into the future of SAA.
0: Now, you're still busy with the due diligence. Um, w- when do you foresee to finish that process? And when do you foresee to have your first planes in the air?
1: Well, well yeah, as soon as possible. I mean, there's a, there, there, there's a lot of pressure to get up and running. Um, you know, up until the third wave, the market was coming back nicely. Um, globally, as you know, uh, with the vaccination programs, uh, travel is returning. We know there's massive pent-up demand in leisure travel business travel we're a little bit more skeptical of and there may well be long-term impacts coming from covid and video conferencing so so we need to get back in the game as soon as possible so we are busy with those plans but in parallel with that we need to get the due diligence done in the next couple of months
0: i can hear the passion uh, were there other parties or other consortiums who were also speaking to government regarding uh, this stake
1: i think there were many i mean i was reading you know pretty much what you were reading in the press. And it sounds like there were um, a large number of of bidders and and interested parties. Um, So, yeah, I think there there certainly was a lot of interest.
0: And lastly, you are also the CEO of Lyft, uh, which is another airline. Um, Isn't that a Um, bit of what's going to happen there?
1: I'm actually not the CEO. I have an interest in Lyft. Um, Jonathan Ayash is the Mm -hmm. CEO and he's a brilliant CEO. Um, so 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 yeah lyft is is something we 're looking at. How does it uh, fit into the the bigger picture we 're looking at different options we 've got a quite quite a lo- quite a lot of work to do to work out the nuts and bolts, but um, the most important thing is to get South African airways back in the air um, in a way that uh, South Africans will be proud of it.
0: Gidon, thank you so much for your time.